walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall but you have never failed me yet waiting for change to come Knowing the battles won For you have never failed me yet And your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness I'm still in your hands This is my confidence You never failed me yet And I know the night won't last your word will come to pass my heart will sing your praise again and Jesus you're still enough Keep me within your love My heart will sing your praise again And your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Your faithfulness Still in your hands, this is my confidence. You never failed me yet. I see you move, you move the mountains, and I believe I see you do it again. You made a See you do it again. I see you do it again. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. And I'm still in your this is my confidence you never failed me yet and i never will forget that you never failed me
awesome. It's an awesome song. It's brand new. Uh, we're just rolling it out in this teaching series called Playlist. So if, uh, if you're sitting here today and you're a guest or you've been coming here for 20 years and you're like, I've never heard that before, it's because you've never heard that before. Um, so don't, don't worry about it, right? If you're thinking to yourself, I should have, man, it should have come to me. No, it's not going to come to you because it's brand new. All right, so there, everyone's off the hook. We got a brand new song, Do It Again, uh, in this teaching series. Now listen, if this is your first Sunday with us, I personally want to say welcome. My name's Jeff. I'm one of the pastors on staff. So if you're attending with us here at our uh, Kearney campus, or you're attending at our North Platte campus, or if you're a North Platte person who's attending at our Kearney campus, then... Yeah, then um, I just wanted to make that opportunity known just so that you guys know. In North Platte, you've got some renegades, all right? They've, they've come here. Uh, so anyways, we're, if, you, if you haven't been a part, then please go to mynewlifechurch.com where you can actually watch the past sermons in this teaching series. So that way you can kind of be a part of what we're doing. We actually, uh, one of the songs we, we did here at our West Campus, or excuse me, at the West Venue at the Carney Campus was a song we rolled out in this teaching series as well. No wonder. So you might, you might have an opportunity to be introduced to some of the stuff that we're doing and kind of what we're focusing on. Um, now, the, listen, the, the whole reason for Playlist was to increase your personal passion in worship towards God. And if you were here for every week of this teaching series and your passion level for God in worship is still the same... Man, seriously, you got to check something in your life, okay? Because we're going someplace in this church. We're going in a place of just being passionate in our worship for God. Now, that's not something that's not a mask that you put on, okay? That's not a feeling that you put on. That's something that comes from the core of your heart. Passion for God comes from here, okay? It's not just because you raised your hands. Um, It's not just because you sang the songs. It's in here. It's like... I can't wait to be here on a Sunday to worship with other friends and family members, a part of new life in one church in multiple locations, just so that I can lift up the name of Jesus and I can praise his name. Guys, our, our world is busy. Our world is full of details and full of all kinds of struggles and strife. Let's be passionate about coming here and worshiping our Savior, who, by the way, we will worship for eternity. And so... As your personal passion for Jesus is stirred and you let it go, right? Then we as a church become more passionate in our worship. And I'm just going to tell you right now, passionate worship brings life. It brings life to you. You know, I, I, dare, I dare you to find a grandmother that's in this, uh, in this venue or whatever venue you're in right now. I dare you to find a grandma and to present her with the, with the picture of a teenager passionately worshiping God. And to see what a grandmother would say to you. With tears in her eyes, with tears in her eyes, she would go, yes, right? There's hope. You don't have to be a grandmother to be inspired by other people's passionate worship. We, it's, it's contagious. Like we, we, we worship God passionately and there's something about it that just draws us in towards each other it really draws us in towards the heart of god that's where we're going with this and so we we rolled out this song do it again and i really believe i'm telling you right now i really believe this is a powerful song i believe this song is going to challenge your walk with god Um, i believe that this song is going to cause you to, to to have to identify something that's very important and that is the walls that stand between us and god the wall that stands between you and god 
right? As an example, I'm walking around my walls. That's how the song starts, right? So how are you answering the question about the walls in your life? And the way that you answer that question is going to determine the amount of joy and peace and passion you're going to have towards Jesus. So if you say, I know I got walls in my life. I know there's things that stand between me and God, but I'm just content living inside of them. Your passion level for God is going to radically decrease. If you answer the question and you say, walking around these walls, yeah, that's the deal. I know that there's walls in my life, and we're going to talk about what those are, but I want to walk around them in the hand of Jesus. I want to take his hand, and I want to walk around the walls. I'm going to tell you right now, you take that approach, you're going to find the approach that leads to life. So with that kind of looming out there, hanging out there, like what are these walls? What does that look like? Let's jump right into this song and let's start tackling it with verse one. It literally says these words, walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. But God, you have never failed me yet. It's hard. It's hard in my mind and maybe in the minds of many of you to hear a verse like that in a song and not correlate it with a passage of scripture that happens in the book of Joshua, which is in the Old Testament. It's a moment in time where the Israelites had come out of Egypt and they were walking around in a desert for 40 years. And then they finally get to the Jordan River and God's going to bring them across into what God calls the promised land for them, which we know now as Israel. And they walk across on dry ground onto what's called the plains of Jericho. The plains of Jericho are labeled that because of a city called Jericho. I've been there a couple of times in my life. All right? Now, the city, the city of Jericho is still there. The ancient city of Jericho, it's very, very difficult to even find its own borders. But it used to be a city with walls that were so fortified and so, so strong and, 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 and thought to be like so protective that no enemy could ever penetrate through them that they actually says that they put chariots on them, right? These were intense walls. These were the kind of walls that people that lived on the inside felt really, really good about themselves, right? And any army on the outside felt almost like there's never going to be the ability to defeat these guys. And that's where the Israelites cross over and they're camped there. And it says in the Bible that because of the way God brought them across and he dried up the river, that there was a fear that started to sweep through the land, sweeping really even into the walls of Jericho. And the people of Jericho were starting to fear this enemy who was camped basically on their front yard. How would you like that, right? You wake up every day, you stand on the wall, you look out, and there's a million plus people camped there. And you're wondering to yourself, when are they going to attack us? When, when are we going down? And God literally brought them across, put them in front of this mighty fortress so that he could prove his faithfulness to them. And so God speaks to Joshua these words about the city of Jericho and its walls. But the Lord said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 6, I have given you the city of Jericho, its king and all of its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for how many days? Six days, right. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town how many times? Okay, so it was for six days once. Now it's On the seventh day, we're going to march around this thing seven times with the priests all blowing the ram's horns. That was a pretty loud event, by the way. All right. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all of the people shout as loud as they can. You guys want to practice that right now? 
We're not doing it. Okay. Um, man, you guys surprised me, though. People, people in the West Bend were like, bring it on. Let's do it. Um, no, let's not do it. Okay. So then... <laughs> Excuse me. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. So God tells Joshua, I want you to take this incredible group of people, right? And I want you to march around the town for six days, just one time a day. And what are you going to do when you march around the town? What did, what did he tell them to do when they, mar- when they march around Jericho? Yeah, don't do anything. Just, just walk around it, man. That's all you got to do. So can you imagine? You're, you're part of the group. Joshua is the one who's heard from God. You're trying to listen to Joshua. Joshua says, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go from the, the, you know, the grounds over here. We're going to walk up there to the city, and then we're gonna, just going to march around it, and we're coming right back. And you're like, oh, okay. And there we go. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Here we go. We go on our nice little walk, and everybody's gone on their nice little walk, and they get back to the camp. Can, can, you, can you just start to imagine, like, the conversations around the campfire that night, like, what do you, what do you guys think that we were doing out there? Oh, nothing even happened. You know, like if you've watched the VeggieTales version, anybody watch the VeggieTales version of that? If you've never watched the VeggieTales version of it, then, man, you just haven't lived, right? The silly little piece, right? I don't even know why that came to my mind. Back to the real story. Um, Think about day two and then day three and then day four. What do you think naturally begins to happen to a large, massive group of people that are continuing to do one of the most insane acts they've ever heard of, walking around a town quietly doing nothing? Some of them are fighters. Some of them are just ready to charge. Some of them, you know, have designed catapults in their mind and they're going to launch their friends over the wall. People are walking around that wall with all kinds of crazy ideas going in their head right now. Some of them are walking around the wall fearful, thinking to themselves that people are going to jump off the wall and attack us. I mean, there's chaos, all kinds of stuff happening on the inside of the heart. It may not have been on the outside, but I guarantee you it was going on in the mind and it was going on in the heart. Some of those people were growing mundane in their activity. Some of them had lost complete passion for what they were doing. Others of them were losing trust in the leader. Some of them forgot why they were even doing it. Like, why are we even here? Day five, right? And then some of them started to think nothing was ever going to change. I guarantee you, those were the thoughts that were running around their minds until day seven came about. And when day seven hit, when they were faithful and they marched around those walls and they did exactly what Joshua told them to do, which God told Joshua and Joshua told the people, their minds blew. Like when it got to the final horn, and they were like, oh, everyone's doing it, right? Because that's what you would have done. You would have made sure that everybody was doing it. Like there would have been a couple of crazy people that led the way. And then everybody jumps in like, and the ground begins to shake. Can you imagine it? Like, and it's shaking violently and blocks start falling off. And you're like, shout louder, right? If, If loud was good, louder's better at a moment like that. And then the gate opens up, man, and they just go charging in and they take the city. Just think if they would have stopped on day six. Think what would have happened. Think how history would be different if day six would have come and people would have been like, forget this, man, Joshua, you're, 
You're a loser, man. We're out of here. Just think of day seven never happened in their life. The walls would have still been standing on that city. And they would have disobeyed God. And they wouldn't have accomplished what God called them to do. For you and me, we have walls. And we're walking around some of those walls. Those walls are sin. And some of those, some of those walls of sin, today, all of those walls of sin, they need to be repented of. Others of them are addictions. And you're finding it hard and you're walking around the wall and you're walking around the wall and you're wondering to yourself, will the wall ever fall? For some of you, the wall is fear. Fear and anxiety. And you've been walking around that wall and walking around it, wondering if it's ever going to fall. Some of you, your walls are relationships and the challenges that come in those relationships. And it's like the marriage isn't getting any better or the relationship with a son or a daughter just keeps falling apart. And you've been walking around it, walking around it, praying around it, praying around it, being faithful, but it's like nothing ever is changing. Some of you, your walls are financial and they're just struggles and you've been asking God, God, help me, to, help me to bring a healing to this. Help me to bring restoration to this. And you've been trying to do the right things and you've been giving to God and you've been tithing, but it's like nothing's changing and you're just walking around the wall and you're walking around the wall. And I want to tell you today, day seven might be today. Day seven might be tomorrow. Don't quit on day six. Don't walk away short of God's promise. Don't walk away short of all that God can do for you. God's promise still stands even though you might be staring at your walls today. God's still faithful even though you might be staring at the wall that's standing between you and accomplishing all that God's called you to do. And that's why when we get to the part of the song, the second part of verse one, and it says these words, they're powerful and they're meaningful and they're so true. They're the character and the heart of God. And it says, waiting for change to come, knowing that the battle is what? One, for you have never failed me yet. Guys, you can either sit here today and sulk in what hasn't changed in your life, or you can keep walking knowing that the battle's already been won. Our walls collapsing, those issues, those things that keep tripping us up or hanging us up or you know, keeping us confined or stopping us from maybe accomplishing all that God has for our lives, it's just a matter of time before the walls fall. So when you're walking around your walls, I want you to hold tight to the truth that's found in Deuteronomy it says, so remember this and keep it firmly in your mind. The Lord is God both in heaven and on earth, and there is no other. When you're staring at your walls, you're staring at those things right now, right here where you sit with me, whether you're in Kearney or North Platte, and you're vividly thinking about, and you've visually, you know, got the image of your walls. The names of your walls are coursing through your mind right now. Some of them you don't mind if people know about. Others of them you don't want anybody to know about. You need to know something today. God is both the God of heaven and of earth, and he has no equal. And when he, and when it's the right time that he speaks to the walls, every wall falls. But here's what you need to know. Days one through six are difficult days. Day one through six will challenge your faith. Days, days one through six can be hellish days. 
before you hit day seven. Day one through six will challenge you to the core. It might empty your bucket. It might empty your passion. It might take you to a place of a spiritual desert. Day one through six is not easy, but day seven is coming. And I know this. Because if I can just pull the veil back and just be a little transparent with you, there's walls in my life. One of the walls that I'm going to tell you about is, is a wall that, and I've, told, I've talked to maybe some of, some of you about this, but it's a wall of just being overly, seriously, over the top critical of myself. It is, it is a wall of this self-judgment. It, it's a wall that has caused me over the years to have to give up things that bring passion to my life. To have to walk away from things that I enjoy doing. To have to get out of certain situations and just to back out because I don't like the testimony that I'm living. I don't like the the image of Jesus that I'm presenting at that moment. And so I say, that issue, that activity, that that, that moment is not worth you know, losing the, the testimony of Jesus over, I'm, I'm walking away from it. And it's caused me to literally leave a, a lot of stuff behind that really, honestly, brings me a lot of joy. And I have to leave it lay for now. I wish I could pick it up. I've tried. I've thought to myself, God, surely by now the wall has fallen, right? And I'll go back and I'll try certain things. Nope, the wall hasn't fallen. I'm still the same guy. I know what it's like to, to do that. I, I know what it's like for me that I give myself this amount of, of grace, this amount of you know, margin for failure, at, if that much. And I'm, I'm super critical, and I know that, that it, flows, it flows out of me and it impacts others. I know it impacts my wife. Because I'll tell you what, and let's not, let's not you know, try to fool ourselves. When you go behind the door of your own house and the door closes and it's just you and you and you and your spouse... You can become another person. I can become another person. All of a sudden, what's been going through here and what was really in here starts coming out of there. Did I, did I let you know that this church is a church where we just kind of like really get to the core of things? And it's been that way. And I, I you know, I'm just, it's sad to say that that wall has affected me for hours And unfortunately, that wall has affected me for days where I just can't get past a failure. I just can't get it out. It's like it it catches somewhere in me, and I battle to try to work through that. Now, that's mine. I don't know what yours is. But man, I've thought by now these walls, they should have fallen. I've been waiting for change to come. But here's something I know with I know this church with, without a shadow of doubt in my mind. The battle for that, though, has already been won. I know that. That's what God's word says. The battle for my walls and the battle for your walls has already been won. And even though I haven't felt a complete freedom, I have felt a, I have felt a level of freedom okay, over the years. But even though I haven't felt a complete freedom to see those walls come crashing down, I know this. God's never failed me, though. He's never failed me. 
And even with this GLS, the Global Leadership Summit that we just had for the last couple of days here at the church, God used the Global Leadership Summit to deposit a couple of things of truth inside of my heart that I felt like were instantaneously set in motion against the foundation of my walls, and I watched my walls start to shake a little bit. And I praised God for that. Because here's the bottom line, right? My walls, here's what they've always done. They've always done this for me. My walls have always caused me to come back to a place of humility, humble myself before God, sometimes humble myself before others, and to seek God or to turn towards God. So because of that, here's where I stand today, right now. I want the walls to fall, but I choose to praise God for the walls because my walls right now, they keep driving me back to the heart of God. Now, does that mean that I'm going to just live with these things? And I'm just going to go, well, man, they keep bringing me back to God. Therefore, I'll just let this garbage happen in my life. By no means. I don't think any of us should stay there. That's why there's day seven. There's a day seven coming for Jeff Baker. Can somebody say amen? Amen. I didn't need to hear my wife say it the loudest. And if there's a day seven coming for me, there's a day seven coming for you. Two things, two things to do when you're staring at a wall that you think should have fallen a long time ago, all right? These are the things I do. Two things that you can do when you're staring at a wall in your life that you think should have fallen a long time ago. First is do this. Praise God for his faithfulness. Just praise God for his faithfulness. Song uses the word, says you're still in your hands. Praise God for the fact that even though you're battling these walls, you're still in God's hand. Praise God for the fact, like the verse that we read, that God has no equal. Praise God for that. Praise God for his faithfulness. Praise God that, you know, your wall can't hold back his intense, ferocious love for you. Did you realize that? It doesn't matter how tall your wall is. It doesn't matter how thick your wall is. Your wall can't hold back the ferocious, intense love of God that he has for you. God penetrates right through the wall where man can't. God penetrates right through the wall and he ministers to your heart right where you're at, right where you're standing. God is faithful. Like Lamentations 3.22 says, says the faithful love of the Lord. Really? Faithful love of the Lord. What? It, it, ne- it what? Never. It never ends. It never ends, no matter what your wall looks like. No matter what you're facing. His mercies, they never cease. He's constantly pouring out his heart towards you. Now, I'm going to tell you, our walls, they're hindering it from, from receiving it. God can penetrate through it, but when that wall is there, it affects the way you think. It affects the way your heart works towards God. Our walls are not healthy things. We should not be hanging on to them. So one of the things you can do, praise God for his faithfulness. The second thing you can do is praise God for the walls that he's, he's been faithful to move in your past. If you've been following Jesus for any length of time at all, you know what it's like to have the power of God literally destroy a wall that's standing between you and him. You know what it's like for God to come and address the walls of your sin and collapse them right in front of you and so that those sins can no longer control you. Some of you know what it's like in this room and in North Platte to have 
the power of the Holy Spirit come and collapse the wall of addiction in your life. And God's moved in powerful ways in your life. When you're standing there and you're facing your current wall that seems as if it is so bold and so strong it will never move, praise God for the past walls in your life that he has moved. Sometimes that's all you have to hang on to. Sometimes that is your hope, is remembering. It's the testimony, replaying your own testimony in your own mind. Sometimes it's the power of the testimony, like through the book Resilient, reading about how God's destroyed walls in others that gives you hope to believe for God to destroy the walls in front of you. But praise God for the walls that he has destroyed when you're standing there staring at the wall that's in front of you. And the bridge of this song says this truth in a very powerful way. It says this, I've seen you move. Come move the mountains. I believe I'm going to see you do it again in my life, God. Right? You made a way where there was no way. And I believe that I'll see you do it again in my life. For some of you, that part of the song is going to be where you live today. When we get to that part of the song, it's going to be something in your heart that just kind of erupts inside of you. Because you're going to go, God, you have moved walls in the past. I believe that you can do it again in my life, right? That's where I'm at with you today, right? And I can believe that because the Bible drives home so many principles of the faithfulness of God to follow through and to do it again. Like the fact that the Bible tells us and teaches us that nothing is impossible with God. (laughs) Nothing. That means the wall you're staring at, it's not impossible for God to move it. The Bible also teaches us about God that God still works miracles today, And he can work a miracle against your wall. He can cause it to crumble today. The the Bible teaches us that Jesus is the one who made a way. He said with his own mouth, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and the life. And through what he did on the cross, he made a way for our sins to be forgiven. So if your wall is sin, Jesus made a way already. We're, We're told and we're taught in the Bible about the character and the nature of God that if we have faith then we will see God move again in our lives. God's not one to want to be absent from your life. God isn't one who's wanting to hide from you. God's one who's wanting to show up and move again in a powerful way, but he challenges us to have faith, like Hebrews chapter 11 says. It says, faith is a confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. Like right now, you're staring at your wall. You're not seeing it fall. But by faith, we can believe and have assurance in our heart that it can fall. Faith is, what faith does to you when it comes to your wall, it's as if it gives you that uh, superhero ability, that x-ray vision to see right through the wall and see into the future. That's what faith does. It looks like right into the wall, right through the wall, and it sees a preferred future that only the Holy Spirit can deposit in your heart. And then faith rises up and it says, God, I believe that you can move the mountains. I believe that you'll do it again. It's that statement that God can do it again is such a massive, profound statement of faith. Don't belittle a statement like do it again. Don't marginalize a statement like, do it again, when it's being sung about an almighty, all-powerful God who once moved the wall and who can move the wall again. 
Because church, without faith, Christianity is powerless. It's powerless. But Christianity is alive because Jesus is at the center of it. So Jesus, he's the center. He's He's the centerpiece. He's the cornerstone of our faith. But listen to me. Our faith is the cornerstone of what Jesus can do in our life, though. Without Jesus, there's no Christianity. But without faith, it's like you marginalize Jesus and what he can do in your lives. So when we get to the chorus, the chorus of the song, it is a bold, powerful proclamation that is full of faith. I mean, the chorus of the song is one big, massive statement of faith. And when we get to the chorus of the song, I just challenge you. I challenge you to sing louder than you ever have before because you are literally going to be singing a statement full of faith. And it says these words, your promise, singing to God, your promise still stands. Great God is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands, even though I'm facing my walls. I'm still in your hands and this is my confidence that Lord, you have never failed me yet. So don't let your walls define you today. Don't let your walls hang around your neck, some kind of stone that you're carrying, because they will just wipe you out. Don't let your walls define who you are in seeking after God today. But some of you, you've lived with your walls for so long that they've become normal to you. For some of you, unfortunately, it's like your walls have become okay for you. Like, this is just normal. This is just the way life is going to be. I will never see freedom from these walls in my life. And I'm telling you, that's wrong and it's unhealthy and it's going to corrupt your relationship with God. It will literally be the noose around your neck that one day I'll never see you walk through these doors again. If you allow the walls just to stand there and you do nothing, oh, God's the one who's going to destroy them. But let's remember what the Israelites had to do. Didn't they have to walk around them? Yes, they did. There's a part we play in coming before God and walking around the walls. But let me just tell you this. It's not about the pace that you want to walk around the wall. It's about what God wants to do around your wall. My encouragement to you is grab the hand of Jesus today and walk around the wall with him at his pace and in his timing and in what he instructs to your heart. And just possibly, just maybe, today might be day seven for you. But here's something I just want to end with. And it's kind of... It's something you've never heard me say before. But the second verse of this song is so powerful. And it is so unlocking and giving hope to the heart that it's as if when we sing the second verse of this song, it's as if we are prophesying the power of God over our own lives. It's like faith in action, but it's in words, and it's prophesying literally how powerful and what God can do. It literally prophesies hope in the midst of a dark moment. The words say this, I know that the night won't last. Your word is going to come to pass. My heart will sing your praise again right here right now. Then it says, Jesus, you're still enough. No matter what I'm facing right now, keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again. When you sing that, if you're facing your walls, you can sing that with all confidence because it's as if 
you're literally proclaiming the heart of God. Where Jesus shows up, the night has to flee. God's word always comes to pass. Not sometimes, not part of the time, not a great percentage of the time, but always comes to pass. Why can you sing his praise again? Because he is faithful. And Jesus, surely, yes, Jesus, you are still enough for me. That's where our hope should lie. So bring your walls to Jesus this morning and let him knock them down once and for all. However, if today isn't the day that God has chosen for your walls to crumble before you, here's what I challenge you to do. At least flee living inside of those walls and the mundaneness of just putting up with them. Flee that. Run to Jesus. Take a hold of his hand and walk around your walls today and experience a level of freedom that you've never experienced before. If you do that, I guarantee you, in God's timing, in God's place, at the right moment, God tears down every wall. Why? Because in the presence of Jesus, none of the walls we're talking about can stand. So they're either coming down on this earth through the power of the Holy Spirit, or they're coming down the day that you stand before God in heaven. One way or the other, those walls are coming down. Won't you stand with me and let's pray. Lord, we're reminded today, we're reminded of your faithfulness. We're reminded that, Lord, as we pursue you, and you are doubling down on pursuing us. Lord, as we think we're running after you with everything we have, when we look up just for a moment, we see the pace and the ferociousness that you are pursuing us, and it is intense. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, that your promise still is faithful. I praise you that, Lord, even though we've been walking around these walls, wondering to ourselves, will the wall ever fall? Today, God, would you move in New Life Church? Would you move upon the hearts of the faithful today? May today be day seven for them. Today be day seven where walls come crashing down. Where barriers that stand between us and you come crashing down. Where walls that keep us from being the 100% man and woman that you called us to be come crumbling down in Jesus' name. I pray that over this church, God. I pray it over the lives of those who call this church home. Oh, we believe that you've never failed us. We confess that, Jesus, you are enough. So, Lord, I just say to you, I've seen you move mountains. Would you do it again? I've seen you. I've seen you move in powerful ways that have brought freedom to people. Would you do it again? Have your way in this church today. In Jesus' name, amen.